0: Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, right here. We are live, coming to you from Las Vegas, where the weather is so pleasant. I'm always bragging about the great weather here in Vegas because I moved here from another place. and Well, the weather was not up to my liking. I'm a big weather person. I love great weather. I, I just do. I love the bright sunshine and no humidity, okay? I grew up in all of that kind of stuff where it was totally opposite of, you know, the dry, sunny season, but oh, just loving this weather here. Hey, I hope wherever you live, even if you live in humidity, it's okay. It's okay. And whether it's cold, a little bit chilly, or wherever you're listening to us, anywhere in the world, we hope that you're having a really pleasant Evening, today is Tuesday evening. and uh, we thought we'd just bring you a little bit of show here. We've got some really cool guests. We always have really cool guests, but these guests have a lot going on here. They're very talented people. And as all of you should know or may already know that June is officially LGBTQ plus Pride Month, and we here at Film Festival Radio want to salute. All of the talented men and women from the gay community and their wonderful talents that uh, we so enjoy—they're uh, just their creative talents, their political talents, their business uh, talents—and we just—they're just our friends, and we love having them on our show. And so that brings us to our next guest and news about the Reverie Network. Uh, we've had people on from. We had a filmmaker, I think we had two in the past from the Reverie uh, television network. And Reverie is spelled R-E-V-R-Y, V V as in victory, Reverie Network. And the Reverie Network is the world's first LGBTQ plus digital streaming platform. And their programming can, this is really good news, their programming can now be seen on Samsung TV Plus and Samsung's free smart TV video service, which delivers instant instant access to over 120 free channels, showing news and sports and entertainment and just, a, you know, just great channels, just 120, you, you surely can find something that you like. In addition, Revly is also, you can see it on the Roku channel, so it's For those of you who have your Roku uh, technology all hooked up, you can now go to the Roku channel and just look for Reverie. Again, it's R-E-V-R-Y. Their website is reverie.tv. And you can also get their app. Just go to your friendly local app store, download their app, and you're in business. You are in business. Um, We have one of the co-founders, of the Reverie Network, LaShawn McGee. Yes, very talented lady. She's got a lot going on. I'll tell you a little bit about her. Uh, Before she embarked into this very successful entertainment industry that she's now in, LaShawn was uh, a part of the military. She was an army nurse for nine years and successful military career. And now she has serving the entertainment industry for all of us who love entertainment. Uh, She has a master's degree in film from AFI. Uh, She has worked in film and television, worked on documentary projects, and just a wealth of entertainment experience in the creative side. So now she's on the executive. And to further speak of executive producing, uh, she was the executive producer of the full-length documentary called Room to Grow, which had its world premiere at Outfest. And also, she was the executive producer of another doc called The Drag Roast of Heck, Lena I knew I would screw that up. Heck Lena. Heck. I messed up Hecklina. Well, when it made its world premiere at Frameline, the Frameline Film Festival. Uh, it should be... Have they already... No. I don't know if they've already had Frameline. Obviously, if they haven't had the Frameline Film Festival, they're going to obviously do so online. It's so many festivals running through my head every day. I can't keep up with them all. But uh, the Drag Roast of Heclina uh, will be making its world premiere at Frameline Film Festival this summer. So where are we? Are we at the beginning of summer? I think we are. Okay, we're in June. It's June uh, 9th. So, yeah. So, anyway. Let me be quiet. And so let's bring on our first guest here so we can get some more details about the Reverie television network and just get, um, you know, all this big, as I said, exciting news. And we'll just find out all about, and if you're an independent filmmaker or television uh, creator out there, May want to pay attention because I do plan on asking LaShawn how to submit content uh, to their network channel, all of that. So you may just want to grab a pencil some paper and listen out for if she, I'm sure she will be giving uh, email addresses and websites and such as that. But in the meantime, you can go to the website, reverie, R-E-V, as in victory, R-Y, dot TV and just take a look at some of the wonderful programs that they have uh, in place already. Or, again, if you have the Roku channel, you can see the programming there. Uh, Just download their app and just keep it super simple, like I always do for stuff. So, Let's bring on uh, LaShawn right now, and we, she and I can get to talking and get to asking a bunch of questions and give you a lot of answers. So let's bring on LaShawn right now. So here we are here with uh, this new network that you now have. You, I understand that you are the co-founder of uh the Reverie Reverie network. I keep wanting to say reverend, like reverend, <laughs> but it's Reverie. Uh anyway, you are the uh co-founder of Reverie and this is an amazing network. I've seen some of your programs and uh you guys are just doing a wonderful job uh in the area of programming and film and what have you. And you are not only the co-founder of Reverie, but you're also, I understand, the chief product officer. And yeah, now, so you, you, your company has um, partnered with Cove, Inc., and you've got this wonderful merging here of two very talented companies. So. Tell everybody about this, uh, you know, working with Bright Cove Incorporated and what that's going to mean for the Reverie Channel Network.
2: Um, well, what's interesting is I went to undergrad at a, a, in the Boston area, so I've been familiar with Bright Cove since about 2006 or so. Um, and then when we formed Reverie, we went to the International Broadcasting Conference, and they were there in 2017. Um, so we've been aware of them as a company um, since 2017, but you know we were there were things that had to align. I think before we were before we were ready and before they had had a product that was the right fit. Um, and basically, what it is is that we believe that linear programming and your ability to turn on an app or. Um, like launch an app and go on and just watch content that's already been curated for you and that has, you know, kind of a a guide that you can see and tune into, we think that that is really, really important. And what Brightcove did is they have a a part in an offering through their product line um, called Beacon. And that is exactly what we were looking for. So their launch of this beacon product, along with our just being ready, and we were um, we were looking for um, a new developer for this particular kind of service. So it was it was just the right time, the right place. And it, what it does is it allows you to have multiple linear channels um, as a part of it. So when we when we when we first met them, we had one linear channel, and now now that we've launched, we have four. Okay. Um, which
0: we're going to go to maybe just to 200 or so. Now, uh, this new venture is being marketed as the first queer cable TV network with multi-LGBTQ plus channels for pride. So that's a lot to say, especially for somebody like me who talks really fast. So break it down and explain it in layman's language to our listeners exactly what that all means.
2: So basically, what it is is that currently we have four channels. Um, they all have different pro- different and unique programming. Um, they they speak to kind of a different thing, and especially um, we just recently launched the news version of the, of our channel, um, which is just kind of things that are happening in in, in the news world, in that environment, and and that kind of thing, and also. We are partnering with other people, um, I don't know how much of that I can, I can talk about specifically but we have we're, we're finalizing a lot of contracts to go to say someone who's already um, distributing like a line of content. And we want to do a branded channel or we want to do channels that incorporate the content that they already have. And we don't need to own the content because the idea is that what we want to be able to do is allow for a place where people can go to to watch content that speaks to the community. It doesn't have to necessarily be content that we own. And
0: so what type of programming, uh, programs, shows, films, docs, uh, could just give us an example of some um, an event coverage that uh, revery uh, has already done or will be doing
2: Well I mean we partner with the Trevor project and so we we definitely broadcast uh, trevor live um, those award shows um, we also have done um, we have some things in the works with I believe it's glad and HRC for for different types of like events that they're doing um, when they did the presidential forum last year, we um, got exclusively broadcast rights. So we have things like that and for event type things that are happening in the community. Um, and we're also, I mean, we have documentaries, we have feature links, we have short films, we have TV series, we have digital series. Um, we have basically something for everyone.
0: What about as far as music, uh, musicians, concerts, Things of that nature. Do you guys also have that as well?
2: We do. We have the largest library of queer indie artists um, on our platform currently. We're always networking with artists. Um, We go to support them for local shows um, and we we license and put their music videos and albums um, on our platforms. And it's, it's been a really great experience. I mean, there's some real, real talent out there in our community, and it's nice to be able to to kind of showcase that.
0: And how can filmmakers, independent filmmakers, whether they're in film or television or music, how can they get their content to you? Um, what do they need to do?
2: We have a um, submissions at TV. Okay. As well as if you contact us on on any e, like contact us help page that kind of thing and reach out and say that you you're you're a filmmaker or artist and you want to submit content, you can also do it do it that way. Or I mean we're on LinkedIn. If you reach out to one of us, we will make sure that you get to the person who did it. Their job to handle the processing of like oncoming um, and inbound um, content.
0: And so do you want? Uh, and I know the the uh, the, the, the roots. In the basis of reverie, but does it have to be content? Can it be general, any content, if it's not uh, addressing uh, the LGBTQ community, or what?
2: Uh, there are cases where we have have taken things that are that aren't necessarily about that. Like we had a documentary that was dealing with um, women who were affected by being um, having an education based on uh, a landline. And so, you know, it, it, it's it's not a broad, you know, offering of things that are not necessarily queer, but definitely if they have, there's a certain angle that, like, we can all as, as humans kind of relate to. And so we, we do things that are like that, but primarily what, what we have is content that is, is based for and, and by the community.
0: And finally, if people want to subscribe to Reverie, uh, what do they need to do? Tell us everywhere we need to go, on social media, website, everything. Um, we, our,
2: our handle is at Reverie TV on all of social. Okay. And our website, Reverie.TV.
0: Okay, and it's R-E-V-R-Y, V is in victory, dot TV. And if anybody does not have a pencil in their hand right this minute, Maybe you're just gardening and you're listening to us. That's cool. You can always send me an email, info at filmfestivalradio.com, and I will be more than happy to uh, give you that information. Info, I always leave the Gmail part at info at filmfestivalradio at gmail.com. So anyway, any closing remarks, Lashawn, that you'd like to add that we need to know about?
2: Um, I mean, I, I really like what's happening with respect to people and, you know, finding new ways to have community. Mm-hmm. You know, people are reaching out. I've heard from people that I haven't heard, heard from in a while, and I think that it's just really, really important for us to participate and support the things that are, that are, that are in our communities and that have the ability to just bring us together and allow us to share everyone's stories.
0: I totally agree, because there are diverse, great stories in just just all communities around the world. Yeah, that's correct. Just, I think we lost our feed there. Uh, yeah, that's the whole point of our show, our Film Festival Radio Show here, is to be inclusive of filmmakers from around the world, no matter what genre of film they're uh, Films are in or television shows, but because now, as you guys know, we also have music people and television people and film people, of course, like that. I'm so sorry we lost our feed there uh, with Lashawn, but what you don't need to do is lose your notes on how you can go to look at the programming on Reverie R E V R Y TV. And, again, they are now seen, all the programming is now seen on Samsung TV Plus, along with uh, being seen on the Roku channel. And you can download their web, their uh, website as well as their app to get more information. And once you go to reverie.tv, you can also, if you want to, uh, email LaShawn, because she, again, she is the uh, co-founder of the network, and also, she's in charge of programming, selecting programming. So, uh, we, since we lost our feed there, I um, wanted to ask her more details about what to do uh, if you are a program, if you are a creator, content creator of programming, and you'd like to submit a film or a doc or, or a television series or whatever you've got going on. But you can do that, go to reverie.tv. and of course, like every website where it says contact us. Drop LaShawn a line and tell her about whatever your project is all about. And if you're really, really cool, and I know you are, tell LaShawn you heard her right here on Film Festival Radio. Yeah, that puts in, you know, a you know, brownie point for us and our show and with our guests and stuff. We like that. So, again, LaShawn, thank you so much for joining us. And what we will do now is roll right on to our next guest. Our next guest is a very talented, internationally acclaimed uh, film director, TV, documentaries, what have you. We're talking about Malcolm Venville, and he is one of the directors of the new documentary uh, entitled And we go green. It's a documentary that's focused on the rise of the Formula E electric car racing world and how it's making a very, uh, very positive impact in fighting against global warming and warming, I should say, and air pollution. So, yes, Formula E electric cars making a dent. Making a lot of noise as far as, well, not on the track because I understand it's a very quiet running uh, race cars compared to, you know, the traditional kinds. But it is currently streaming here in America on Hulu. It made its big premiere just a few days ago, June 4th. So if you have Hulu or if you don't have Hulu, maybe this is the time you should go and sign up for some Hulu. Get your free. Do they still have the like, try out subscription? Like, remember back in the day when they used to let you try it out for free for, what, 10, 30 days? I, I don't know. I guess they don't have that anymore. Well, if they don't have it, we're all at home mostly. This is a good time to go get you a subscription to Hulu. You can see, and we go green. This documentary received already a lot of acclaim from critics, an audience all over the world. Uh, L.A. Times, Variety, all the top publications have had nothing but accolades and praises uh, for this documentary. In fact, that last year's Cannes Film Festival and the Toronto International Film Festival uh, made a big splash there. Right? Both of those worldwide—you know, those are the granddaddies of the film festival world. In addition to our featured guest, Malcolm Benville, uh, and like I said, he is one of the directors. One of the other directors is Academy Award winner Fisher Stevens. And if you go, where have I seen that name before? Well, I'm glad you asked because Fisher Stevens uh, is one of the producers of uh, directors of Netflix's smash hit. But, you know, Tiger King, who also Tiger King? Okay, well, yes. Yeah. So, one of the directors of uh, this film, this documentary film, and we go green, is Fisher Stevens. And he uh, recently produced Netflix smash hit, Tiger King. And uh, Malcolm Benville, our featured guest, just a couple of many films that he's done 44 Inch Chest is one, Henry's Crime. Is another one, and he has some other projects, uh, documentaries that he has going on right now, which I'll ask him about uh, when we bring him on board. Before we bring on Malcolm, I also want to say about And We Go Green is that it is produced by Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, a little bit more about this documentary is because you know, it kind of goes behind, No, kind of does, it goes behind the scenes. And it looks at the uh, ABB FIA Formula E Championship races, and it just kind of goes way behind the scenes uh, as to how big the motorsport of E Formula E electric car racing has become. The whole thing started, this uh, Formula E car electric racing really started in 2014. And so that's where a lot of the documentary kind of starts and then it just kind of leads its way forward to where uh, it is now. They have a lot of uh, footage uh, about you know, like again, behind the scenes and what it's like, and they talk about the the key players. They have uh, very personable and candid interviews with some of the champions and some of the professional drivers that are on the international circuit. And they went to like ten major cities around the world, uh, as you know, for these races during the 2017-18 series car race series. So. It's quite fascinating. So for those of you who were maybe uh, Formula Race Car fans or, you know, Indy 500 fans, get just into the world of car racing. Maybe you haven't quite warmed up yet to Formula E uh, and their whole, you know, electric car racing, but hey, it's here. They are making a lot of uh, headway into what this whole car racing world is about. So let's me bring on our featured guest, Malcolm Benville, who is one of the directors of And We Go Green. You know, if Leonardo DiCaprio has invested his time and energy into this documentary, it must be good. So, because, you know, he only lends his name to stuff that's top quality, of course. So let's bring on Malcolm and get even more details about And We Go Green right now. Hi, Malcolm.
2: How
1: are you?
0: I'm just excellent here, just waiting to talk with you about your brand new uh, documentary here, And We Go Green, and as I should say, launched uh, June 4th on Hulu. And so I assume it will be running for the entire month of June. Is that the plan, or also for the whole summer, or, or what? You know, I don't know. Uh,
1: uh, I'm sure they'll run it for a fair... You know, hopefully they'll run it for the summer.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's it has that feel, it's a good summer-type doc. So, yeah, they they really should. Bye. And so you are one of the directors uh, of the documentary. Uh, so how did... How did this all get started? Are you, were you already, uh, are you a fan of Formula E racing or how did you get on board with this?
1: Well, you know, uh, Fisher Stevens uh, what, it has ma- had made a couple of environmental films with Le- Lin- Leonardo DiCaprio and Leo was uh, friends with Ale- Alejandro Agag, the, the chairman of Formula E and Leo asked Fisher to make the film and Fisher... I don't think he knew anything about motor racing. I and mean, he knew that I was a... You know, I made a lot of TV commercials, a lot of car commercials. So he invited me to kind of ju- jump in with him. And, I, you know, I, as a little boy, I was a huge motor racing fan. And it was a really, uh, uh, you know, like a boyhood dream come true for me.
0: Well, that's quite interesting and quite ironic that you were, had that interest already uh, as a child, and now you get to live it out and direct a film with it. That's really awesome.
2: Goodness.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was great. You know, as I said to Fisher, just being around racing cars, being close to them was was great. It was inspiring for me.
0: And so the film um, actually introduces uh, the audiences from you guys travel, I see, around the world. Uh, to this new Formula E circuit, except uh, these are eco-friendly electric cars. Uh, where, just share with the listeners, what are some of the places, of course we want them to go download and get the film, but what are some of the exotic places that you guys travel to with this?
1: I mean, it was amazing. You know, we went to Santiago and Chile, we went to Rome, Paris, Hong Kong, uh, London, you know, uh, Switzerland, Marrakech, and Morocco. It was, it's, what's exciting about Formula One is they race in the middle of a city. So you've got people, you know, residents hanging out of windows. You've got, you, you've got the beating heart of the city and the race. You know, it's really exciting.
0: Well, what a tough job you guys had going to these fabulous exotic cities and countries. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't
1: know, you know. Yeah, the other side, the other flip side of, you know, was, was really a lot of fun, but the flip side is it's a very hard sport to photograph. You know, things move super quickly. And it's very, the race days are very intense and very highly charged. So you have to be really uh, nimble and, uh, you know, quick to catch things.
0: So are you finding, or did you, as you guys are making the film, did you find the traditional Formula One? Uh, fan enthusiasts are they what are their opinions alike about these electric cars doing these kinds of racing
1: well that's a really great question and you know it's interesting you know like the people who love Formula 1 don't love Formula E because Formula E is a threat um, to Formula 1 which is uh, you know an antiquated you know it's gas powered it's a 19th century system Formula E is the future so we're more interested in the people who, don't, who, don't, who haven't previously been interested in motorsport. Or the kids. The kids, for example, are, they, they're interested in what's contemporary and modern. So um, I, I found the Formula One aficionados kind of a little bit, um, turn their nose up for Formula E.
0: That's quite interesting. I would think that if you are a race car fan, that this would be just another fun sport to put on your, your race car list. To attend?
1: Yeah, I, I, I think uh, you know it's, it, it has a, it's taking over. You know, the electric transportation is taking over. And it, it's a threat. You know, there's no noise. There's no mm-hmm. noise to it. And Formula One fans love the noise. Without that noise, there's a kind of there's a sort of resentment towards Formula
2: E.
0: So they like all that big booming, vroom, vroom noise and the heat. and... <laughs> <laughs> so smoke and so they like that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah they love that.
0: Wow, that is interesting. <laughs> Being a girly girl, I I think I like the cleaner emissions better. <laughs> well,
1: uh, yeah. I mean, also what's interesting is the kids. You know, my kids. You know, they're ten years old and they're they're interested in they're interested in Formula because it's it's very much based on software and gaming and it's very on the pulse. You know, so I think that when those kids turn 16 or 17, you know, that's when Formula E will really, really become important in like four or five years' time.
0: So how long has uh, Formula E existed?
1: Well, it's, it's in its sixth season, now. Nah, so six years it's been going, um, okay. but it's, it's young, Formula One has been around for 70, you know, 75, 70 years, 70 years I think Formula One has been around, so it's a young.
0: Oh, yes, it's a baby. He's still got his uh, little training yeah, pants on but compared yeah. to uh, Formula One. Oh, my gosh. Well, well, in the yeah. making, did, did you find that there were certain countries or certain cities that are more seemingly open, a little bit more open to it? And how is it adapting here? What is the American fan like for it? No,
2: that's a good question. I
1: think America is one of the countries that's least enthusiastic towards um, – uh, electric cars, because uh, you know, I, t- I don't, and I can't put my finger on why, you know, Formula, w- Formula 1 and Formula E is very much the genes of a sport, are very European. So, uh, definitely Europe and Asia are very hungry for the electric, you know, the electric revolution. America's a bit more behind, you know, because they're so uh, addicted to gasoline, I think. And I don't know how, it's so complex to try and identify what is, um, I mean, if you look at Tesla, for example, it's yeah. one of the most advanced cars in the world, you know, um, yet Tesla are involved in Formula E. And there's no, there doesn't seem to be a great hunger for electric transportation in the States. We flew over to Detroit to meet Ford, you know, to see if Ford would join. We filmed them I mean, and there wasn't a real appetite for to get involved in the racing, you know, I don't, it's difficult.
0: That's interesting I would think Again I would think Car auto makers Would love this But Maybe yeah. not
1: I mean I mean You know Porsche Audi Mercedes BMW Jaguar Renault Nissan All these teams Are like So desperate To get into Formula 8 You know that mm-hmm. they're, they're so hungry They need the data And they need to Help develop Their own electric cars By racing Um you know, because that's what they can learn about the development of road-going cars through the sport. So, you wonder why the big American manufacturers aren't jumping in.
0: Very puzzling. Well, you know, yeah. the rest of the world will just keep passing them by on this race track. Then they'll catch up, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's hope
0: so. Well, did uh, DiCaprio, did he come with you guys on any of the shooting in some of these wonderful exotic cities or what?
1: Yeah, yeah. Leo came out to Marrakesh in Morocco, and um, he, he's uh, you know he's really supportive of, of the project. You know, I, you know I'm really, really respect Leo because he really allows things, gets things done. You know, he, he yeah. um, activates these projects. So I've done a couple of projects with him, and his company, Appian Way, is like a is a really uh, got a great energy about them. You know, they're really into like these. More offbeat subjects, you know electric transportation, environmental concerns.
0: yeah, yeah, he's he's very diverse with the projects that he acts in as well as invest in, and that's uh, that's really cool of him. Well, yeah, finally, cool. my last question here, what's your next project that we can look forward to uh, hearing and viewing?
1: Well, my, my last latest project just came out last week on the history channel, and it, it's called <laughs> Grant, and it's a six hour show about Ulysses Grant um, that came out last week, so I just spent a uh, a year making that, and um, it's um, a story about how Ulysses Grant won the Civil War.
2: Oh, man.
0: Talk about diverse projects. You go from uh, Formula E all the way back in American history. Oh, Malcolm, that is cool. Gee.
1: Yeah, it was super cool. I mean, You know, what's so interesting about directing is, you know, the the project you get involved in, you know, the diversity. It's so rich, you know, and, you know, going from, you know, learning about software and then to start learning about, you know, Lincoln and Grant and Frederick Douglass and those heroes and the the bloody Civil War was amazing.
0: Gosh, and it's airing uh, currently on History Channel.
1: That's right. It okay. just came out last week,
0: yeah. So we got you with uh, As We Go Green on Hulu, and we can find your work on the History Channel. I'm just dare to even ask, I mean, your your next project after this one, is it in involving space or fashion or ecology again well, in the ocean or what? Well, I'm hoping, we still
1: haven't sold the project, but I'm hoping to make a documentary
0: about LSD. Wow, that's... Again, well that's a different one.
1: Gosh. <laughs>
0: I tell you there is nothing dull about your work at all. My goodness.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate
2: that.
0: <laughs> well, I really enjoyed watching uh And We Go Green and learned quite a lot. And uh so now Good. I'm not that much of a Civil War fan, but I'll go i because I've talked to you, I'll go watch uh Grant. Because I've had the opportunity to talk to you. And it's been such yeah. a pleasure.
1: Okay, such a pleasure. I really, really thank you for your
0: time. Okay, and let's just uh, keep obviously the great doc- documentaries that you're doing, and we'll just keep watching them for sure. Thank, thank you so much.
1: Okay, Have a great weekend.
0: thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye bye. Hey. Bye bye. Okay. We, gosh, I was not expecting that. Have any of you seen? um, uh, Malcolm's Grant multi-part uh, series over the History Channel that he was talking about? I did not know that. Did not. So now, if you have seen it, you've had a chance to hear what the guy who started it, the whole series, uh, what he's all about. And he's got two uh, major series going on. we got Andy go Green, that's airing along with Grant, who's over at the History Channel. So, man, what a director. What a diverse director. So I'm going to have to go over to the History Channel and see Grant. As I told him, I'm not that big into um, the Civil War. Some people are Civil War buffs and such. I just never was into it. Uh, No, I don't think so. But I will go look at it because, our guest here is, uh, you know, he's directed the series. And so I think, in honor of him taking the time to be on our show, that's the least I could do is go look at uh, his other series. I've seen And We Go Green, I've seen that, that the press copy of it. And again, if you are into car racing, if you're a car racing enthusiast, and I think you should give the movie film, documentary, a try. See if you like it. Some people, as Malcolm and I were, were talking, some people who are just like diehard car racing fans, they're just not quite warming up, at least here in America. Now, over in Europe, as he was saying, Formula E uh, car racing is very big. Over there, accidentally growing. So, But you know how sometimes Americans, we kind of go, yeah, I like what I like. I don't want to, don't like change. But this is a good change because, from what I've seen of the film and what uh, after talking with Malcolm, the uh, electric car racing whole format doing a lot of good for our environment, for the ecology, because it's you know not emitting a lot of um, the gas beams and you know the drill. So let's give it a try. Come on, let's give it a try. Go to uh, Hulu. And look at And We Go Green. It will be streaming for the rest of this month. And when you get done with that, just go over to the History Channel and look at Malcolm's um, Grant series. It will take you back into the Civil War era. That's a lot of diversity there. So, yeah. well, I mean, We're still semi-locked in, so why not? Why not get your groove on, finish getting your groove on uh, with these very interesting documentaries and such. Okay. That's going to do it for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Thank you to both our guests. Well, Sean McGee, co-founder of the Reverie TV channel, TV, And uh, they got a lot of new wonderful stuff going on there as far as distribution. And as I said earlier, you can now download, first of all, you can just download their app, Go to the website, reverie.tv, and they are now seen on the Samsung TV Plus, as well as the Roku channel. And, of course, again, our other guests, we want to thank Malcolm for joining us here on his new film that he is one of the directors, and We Go Green, that made his big splash on Hulu on June 4th. And, again, let's not forget, this is a documentary. That Leonardo DiCaprio is one of the executive producers, so you know it's some great stuff to watch, and you learn a lot. At least I do when you watch these types of docs. Time, make sure you stay safe, stay healthy, and we will do the same. If you, I tell you what, let's make a pact: if you stay safe and healthy, we will stay safe and healthy. Deal, pinky swear, all of that kind of great stuff. So we'll see you on our next show. So take care. Bye bye.